Welcome to the podcast. We're street smart, business smart, all kinds of smart people share their insights into the world of marketing, career journeys, and personal growth. So sit back and prepare to get enlightened with your host, Adam Posner. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the podcast where I bring you the best and brightest from the world of business, marketing, and personal growth to help you harness your inner tenacity and drive your career forward. Tribe, my guest today, Vincent Bragg, has a truly incredible story, and we'll get to that in a minute. But first, quick backstory how we met, and it was at South by two years ago in an event, I believe. Uh, he asked the panel a question about hiring previously incarcerated people. And at the time, I just started volunteering with Defy Ventures, and I said, I got to talk to this guy and connect him with my man, Marcus Glover. Little did I know that he was already a Defy graduate. I introduced myself, we connected, and the rest is history. Did I, did I get that right? All the way right. Pretty, pretty close. So here's Vincent's story. After being sentenced to several years in prison for running a drug empire, Vincent Bragg quickly learned that some of the most outside-the-box think, thinking happens inside the box in prison. And during his incarceration, he watched as his fellow convicts were able to make something from nothing books, music, entire meals, all created between four barren concrete walls. And it was here Vincent realized that his cell, men to imprison him for 23 hours a day were actually the breeding grounds of creativity. We're gonna talk a lot about that. And throughout the rest of his sentence, Vincent naturally assumed a leadership role among his fellow inmates, a set of skills he previously, previously obtained from his extremely successful marketing as VP of X Radio Biz. I know it's a long one here, but this is a good one. And using years of experience from the marketing and entertainment industries, Vincent organized think tanks, book clubs, and led a cancer walk and developed an animated series, All Behind Bars. And years later, still inspired by the sheer amount of talent he saw in prison, he founded Concreates, a creative agency that crowdsourced ideas from incarcerated and formerly incarcerated men and women. And today he serves as the agency's CEO, developing radical ideas for brands with his team of radical thinkers, the Con Creators. Now the same skill, that put his creative teams behind bars and helping them find careers and becoming contributing creative members of society. And this past July, this is exciting, he partnered with 72 and Sunny. That's huge. We're going to talk a lot about that and a ton more. Vincent Bragg, finally, welcome to the podcast, man. Let's go. That's right. Vincent, welcome. And, and who do we got here along with you? We got Joe Nixon. This is my co-founder of Concreate. Joe, what's up, my man? How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me. Awesome. I love it. So let's, let's just level set here and talk about your past life, right? I mean, listen, you did some bad shit. We all do some bad shit. And some, we had this talk before. Some people just get caught, man. And I did. It, it, it's hey. <laughs> so so look, looking back on that past life, like look, looking back on that, right? Would you change anything? I mean, that's a tricky question. Only because like, if I decided to change my trajectory then I wouldn't be here with Joe Nixon and my fellow concreators who. You can't, you can't change the past. You gotta look, you gotta look forward, man. Right. You just I can't gotta, change the game. Yeah. You can't change the game too. So let's, let's talk about that time, you know, behind bars, if you don't mind. Right. And I'm not going to get into, you know, all that type of shit, but I really want to get into, was it, was there that light bulb that went off, right. When you were like behind bars, you're doing your time, you do what you got to do. And you're like, wow, there's so much amazing talent here. People are doing things that's thinking a little bit different. Let's unpack that a little bit. 
So, so for me, like, obviously, like I went to prison, right? And I studied everything I could get my hands on. I studied law, corporate law, real estate law, read over 450 books and, and witnessed some of the most creative out of the box shit I could ever imagine. Right. So my man, Joe Nixon is my man, right? Man. Right. This is my man's literally created some ideas that took a startup founder we were locked up with to national news, like blew his company up. And personally, I thought like, yo, this is a way for us to literally bring these out of the box ideas to the world. And so we walked around the track and discuss like what would this really look like right like what would an agency look like that harvested the creativity behind bars and brought that to the world and here we are with concrete you manifested that shit right like you manifested it you thought behind it and you were productive right dude so many people just rot away behind bars they rot away and even even the ones that rot away when they know they have a chance to get out right it's mindset it's mindset how did how did you keep that positive attitude when you were locked up? I mean, for me, like, it was just great energy, right? Like this man right here, his energy is positive. He did 17 and a half years behind bars. And his vigor for life helped me to understand, like, what I could do, like, to the world. Like, what I could bring to the right. world based on, like, his ambition, his you know, like I said, vigor, right? His, his his tenacity, his his ability to bring that creativity to the world. Tenacity. It's, it's uncanny. Right, and they can't break your spirit and they can't break your faith as much as they try to, man, right? Then they're not, they're not gonna break that shit, right? So you guys have this idea, right? You have this idea behind prison. What were you doing while you were still behind bars to set up your success for when you were eventually gonna be released? So, so every Tuesday and Thursday, we used to hustle, like, we used to have like a think tank, right? And he would come with a business idea or X, Y, and Z would come with a business idea. We would poke holes in it, see like if it had the ability to withstand the turmoil that comes with the startup life. And once we built that business to a point where it could, we would launch it. And ultimately, like what came out of those think tanks is what you see with Concreates, is what you see with, you know, all the other businesses. Yeah. I love it. And let's talk for a minute about your, your work with Defy. How did that how did that help you um, for success? How did that lay that groundwork for you? So Defy was dope because not only did they give me the technical skills, right? They gave me the ability to understand like what X, Y, and Z meant in comparison to what we did in the streets. But they also offered mentorship, like individuals like yourself, Marcus Glover, individuals like that, love what we were doing. They came from the, the, the understanding of like, this is what it takes for a startup to be successful. 
And they introduced me to 72 and Sunny. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it, it's, it's a bit of luck, but it's also more on you, man, for taking that initiative and, and putting yourself in that position to succeed, right? There's lots of vices. There's lots of places to get into trouble in fucking prison, man. But you kept your head up and you kept <laughs> Hey, listen, man, I, I'll tell you, like, like for, for a white Jewish boy from Long Island to step into a men's correctional facility, dude, I was scared shitless, man, right? I, like, you know, you know the, the walk the line thing, man, that, that, that breaks shit down. That, that puts you in front of somebody who's incarcerated that's done some really bad things. They probably hurt people either physically or, or mentally. They've done some bad shit, right? So you got to take yourself and put yourself in a position to be uncomfortable as much as you can so you can open up your, your vulnerability and everything. So let's talk about... When you came out, man, like that first, I love to hear about this. What'd you do on the first day when you came out? But I, I want to ask this to both of you guys. We'll start with Joe. Yeah. Um, the first day I got out, it was it was monumental because I really didn't understand that I was being released. And to go back a little bit, when you say how do we focus and how do we keep yeah. our mindset, right. our mindset was actually as if we were going home tomorrow, mm -hmm. every right. day. Every day. And, and that was the way we pushed, but my first day home, it, it was amazing. Um, I enjoyed it, but like maybe in 24 hours, Vince has me in Fast Company magazine. I'm in <laughs> Puffy Combs office. I, I don't even get the time to like, I don't, am I supposed to be at these places? Right. Like, that's crazy. It was amazing. That's, that's nuts, man. And what, what about you, Vincent? So my first, my first thing that I did was I saw my lawyer fix my credit and yeah, focus on what I was going to do in the future. And one of those things that on my agenda was to join the five Avengers. Yeah, that's awesome. So a question that I always have too, like how much access did you have behind? Cause every, every prison's different based on the security level. How much access to technology, computers, information did you guys have? Like, like how, how in tune were you with what was happening on the outside world when you were, when you were behind? It's it's like a mix of like, I know shit before you know shit. <laughs> but also like, I have to be like curious about shit before you know shit, right? So we we literally focused on like where certain trends were going based on publications we read, based on books we read, based on what we seen in the media. And literally like, created this whole like process that created this out of the box style of creativity. No, what nobody's ever seen. Yeah, no, it's crazy. So why do you think that brands want the perspective of folks that have spent time? Because we consumed your products before we went to prison. We're probably consuming your products while we're in prison. And we're definitely going to consume your products when we come home from prison. Yeah. And you got to think people that look like me. It's a $1.2 trillion spending power yeah. that these individuals want to tap into, but don't necessarily know how to do that authentically because we're not at the table. And, and, and why do you, and why do you think, you know, ex-cons make good employees? They have everything to prove, right? They want to be loyal. They want to show you that they're going to bring you the best ideas, the best work, the work best work ethic, because nobody's giving them a shot when they come out. Yeah. 
They got they got everything to prove, man, and everything to lose. I mean, it's a different game. It's a, yeah. it's a completely different game. So let's talk about concretes, man. Let's break it down for everybody and pretend I'm a brand here. How would you pitch me on on who you guys are and what you do best? Joe, you want to take this one? Um, sure. So concretes, who we are. Of course, you know that we employ formally as well as incarcerated. incarcerated individuals. But what's really, really unique about what we do is we're going to give you a perspective that only we can bring you. Because at times, a lot of these marketing execs, they're talking to the people and they're not of the people. And you get a breakdown and, and they miss the mark more times than not. And we are very in tune with that. Let's go. Yeah, man, dude, you hit that. You're, 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 I want to rewind on that one. You said, you know, they're talking to the people, but they're not one of the people. And and I think the that people is the exactly. insight. That yeah. is the key. You can't make that shit up, right? You can't yeah. replicate it. You can't make that shit up. So what was that aha moment? Like concretes, you know, you come out, you guys have this idea already like in process, you're building it and you have that first conversation with 72 and Sunny. like, shit, we're at the big boy table. We're where we're supposed to be. Right. right. Like, what was that? Was it like that aha moment where you like, like, oh man, this, this shit's real. It's going down. We're doing this. It's coming together. Take us back to that. Well, I think ultimately it was more about like our missions, right? So their mission at 72 on Sunday is to expand and diversify the creative class. But who's doing that in a more radical way than Concreate? And so it was like, an automatic, immediate, let's partner, let's see how we can, you know, cook up some, some dope shit. Yeah, and so, but listen, man, it's not, this wasn't an easy path for you guys. I mean, you and I had some pretty good conversations about that. Let's talk about some of the hurdles that you faced, some stigmas, right? Where people were like, I don't know if we should do this. I don't know the public perception of the bat, that. Let, let's dig in a little. What was some of the resistance that you guys had along the way? Um... It's a lot of it, right? Like I heard 22 no's before 72, 2200 no's before 72 and Sunny said 2200. Yeah. Wow. I traveled the whole country. Yeah, man. He had the five ventures. I pitched some of the most prominent investors, angel investors, you know, incubators, accelerators, all of them. They all told me no. That's crazy, man. So let's let's talk about some of your successes. Anything that you're you're publicly allowed to share. Let's yeah. dig into one pro like if you were gonna hang your fucking hat on one project right now, like to this date, you're like, hey guy, since since we started this thing on the outside here, this is it. This is this this showcases not only the best creative mindset, but it really captures the essence of the concretes brand. What would that be? Rock Nation. Let's dig in. Tell me a little bit more about that project. So Rock Nation after all the articles and all, everybody decided like, you know, we were something to look at. Rock Nation reached out to us and decided like, hey, we have some artists and, and they have a huge roster of incarcerated, formerly incarcerated people. Like the music industry is full of concreators. Yeah. But they reached out to us and they was like, it's a no brainer for us to team up. So, we sat back, we did our creative thing, you know, we did some insights, research, and realized that the artist that Casanova had, I'm, I'm sorry, that, that Rock Nation had, which was Casanova, had a story to tell. And that story 
is against the narrative of African-American men who have been incarcerated, who might potentially need therapy. Hmm. So we thought about that, right? We're like, what does that look like to the African-American community in a sense of like, how do we destigmatize therapy? So we connected him with a very well-known African-American psychiatrist, and we filmed a mock therapy session. You peel back the curtain. Right. We talked about, so his album mm -hmm. is called Behind These Scars. We worked on like, not just like the physical scars, right? That, that come with living the street life, but what are those mental scars? What are those emotional scars? What are the things that we don't really, you know, tap into or understand affect the trajectory of a man's life who lives that particular life, right? So we filmed promos, we did the mock therapy session, we actually interviewed him. All these things have made it out into the world. And I would say like, this was the most innovative portion of what Concretes is about because we want to destigmatize the way society views people with criminal history, but also change the way that people with criminal history view themselves. Yeah, that's 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 a tough one, man. I mean, you're you're digging into some major social issues that are very specific to your demographic, to your people, right? Like the people, like mental health. I mean, listen, it's a buzzword. It's but it's more than a buzzword, right? So let's peel back the curtain and say, how do we how do we take like this these group of people who historically, right, like like it's tough, right? For and, and men in general. I mean, we're not just talking about black men. We're talking about white men, brown men, yellow. It doesn't even matter for a man to be able to say, you know what, something's not right up here, right? I'm having issues, and I got to work this shit out, right? That's vulnerability and self awareness, right? Yeah. When you can combine those two, but in some communities, it's hard. There's a stigma around it that you're looked at as weak, right? That you can't handle your shit, that you can't take take care of your you know your own your own situation in your own life, and that's huge, man. That's yeah. good. And what was the uh, what was the feedback? You know, what was the receptiveness, the effectiveness of that of that campaign? I mean, we we got millions of views, right? People in, interjected themselves into the conversation, which is like, hey, I have these scars and this trauma that I want to divulge to the population, but I want to back up and like understand, like, mm -hmm. or tap into a little bit of what you were saying. Like, this 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 is one of my best friends on planet earth. Like we did time together. We went to the same high school. Oh yeah? Yeah. You, got, you guys knew each other before? No. <laughs> no, it was just, it's just preordained. So I'm a couple of years older than them. And yeah. our creativity, our trails are just like, they're step, they're in tune. Like it was just, this was gonna happen with him and I. Right. <laughs> and so what makes this crazy is like, this man did 17 and a half years. That's like a high school kid. That's like a whole child, it's right? A life, it's a whole lifespan. Life. Yeah. So what does that look like when you realize like prison culture is totally different than society's culture? And for this man to come out and acclimate into society, like speaks to like the mission of 
what concrete is. He didn't know what the fuck agency was until I said it. Yeah, I'm like, when he was explaining it to me after we after we did the deal and we made national news, he was like, bro, like, so we're going to start an agency. I'm like, like what? Right. Like, well, I mean, so like, he was really? like, okay. So basically he says, you see this Pepsi commercial? Right. I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, well, Pepsi didn't come up with this concept. They hired an agency to do that. I was like, oh, I can do that. He said, hello. <laughs> that's, what that's what I'm talking about, man. So, so, right. so Joe, like, I mean, just to backtrack to your journey a little bit, man, like, I don't want to dig too much into your past, but like, this Please is a do. shift. Please do. Yeah, this, <laughs> this, this is a shift, man. Um, I'm, the main piece that comes out of me from Defy is enabling people to get that second chance or to get that new first chance, right? Right. You know, that's, that's, really, that's really the key piece here. You know, when, when, when you first got locked up, right? And I'm sure you were a much, 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 much different person than, than you are now. But like, how did, you, how did you work on your mental well-being and mindset when you were behind bars to prepare yourself when you're ready to get, to get out? You know what's crazy is because coming up in, in our culture, um, sometimes at the time, being smart and intelligent was frowned upon. Mm-hmm. So awesome. we're we're putting up a mask at times when we're younger, like okay, I'm doing this, and I gotta prove I'm I gotta down. prove I'm down, I gotta prove I'm fitting in. In all actuality, uh, I'm reading Catchers in the Rye yeah. in my room. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and these are things that that are frowned upon. And so when I got there, it was a reintroduction to myself, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I, like I am I am here now. Okay, now how should I do this time instead of this time doing me? And I found myself. It's crazy shit. Are you guys doing anything to mentor, you know, the young folks in your community to change that mindset? We we working on something called pros versus cons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's all I can give you. All right, all right. There's a little teaser there. We'll 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 get we'll get to that. we'll get in a little bit. So what's on deck 2020 for concretes? Several things, right? So we're focused on education, right? How do we gear all of these creatives that are sitting behind bars into a creative career path, right? So how do we educate them on sound design? How do we educate them on graphic design and, you know, all the things that it comes into, you know, the creative career, right? We're focused on branded content, but content that actually means something. So yeah, Amen. that's what that's you can dope. expect from us. Yeah. Yeah, I want to talk about your creative process a little bit, right? Like you are a student of the game. Both of you guys are students of the game. You've you've taken a look at agencies that do well, agencies in the past, this new agency model. So let's talk about your creative process a little bit. New client comes on board. How do you do your intake? How do you absorb all of that brand information? What's your process? As much as you want to share, man. I don't want I mean, listen. We know your secret sauce. Some of it's proprietary. proprietary. We're not getting into the secret. We're not talking about, you know, the secret recipe. We're not talking about Coke's recipe and all that shit. But like, are there questions that you ask a brand when you're doing that intake, right? To really understand kind of where they're at, what's working, what's not working. What do you do? I mean, one of the questions is like, how far out of the box are you willing to go, right? Because brands are always like, hey, we want to think outside of the box. We want to be untraditional. We want to do, you know, all those things. And then you <laughs> and then when rubber hits radical the road. fucking ideas. And then they're like, I'm a little <laughs> bit afraid of that, right? And so... Like, I thought you were a freak. I thought we were going to do this shit, right? And they're right, like, nah, right. nah, nah, nah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's difficult. But one thing that I think 
when it comes to pitching brands that we, you know, drive home all the time is like, it's not just about the radical ideas. I think people forget, oh, this is a new model. This is, you know, a new thing that never has been introduced to the creative world. We can get some radical ideas and make some money. But again, I always say like this man did 17 and a half years. The trajectory of his life is forever changed by brands applying an opportunity to this man. That's crazy. Joe, where did you have to look deep down inside to harness that tenacity? You had dark moments. Both of you guys had some dark, dark moments, right? Like, let's get back to like, you know, when shit was just bad, like real, like serious bad shit. Like, like what, what pulled you up, man? For me, it's, um, the, this is something that um, I share with people all the time. And it's the difference between prison and the graveyard is hope. And being amongst the men that you know that their release date says deceased, that they'll never go home, I'm always going to keep it pushing. I'm always going to be optimistic. I'm always going to keep that because we did get a chance. Right. This is so mindset. When I, was, when I was volunteering for the five ventures, right, I walked into several prisons with them. I had people telling me I'm never coming home. Don't let me down. I had people telling me, look, I come home X, Y, and Z date. Make an opportunity for me. Those things will never change for us, right? Like everything that we do is for the men and women we serve. So we always have to keep it mindful of like, we're changing the trajectory of these men and women's lives. That's real. Tangible. We are changing that, the, the, where they're going in their life. No one, they didn't even know this was a, a thing. You're a creator, man. Both of you guys, you're creating, you're creating opportunity. And that is magic, man. How many, how many people you got working for you, full-time, part-time contractors? What does that look, number look like? Roughly? We still playing with the idea of like, how many people do we have like inside and outside? Just give me like a rough idea. How many people are part of, are part of the organization? 400 people inside, 300 and something outside. Let's pause on that number. So we're talking, the two of you have created an ecosystem that is helping 700 people one way or another, different levels of that. You're affecting their lives. You're affecting, you're giving them hope. That is some, that is some serious shit, man. That's, that's, that's legacy. Joe, when I say the word legacy, what does that mean to you right now? Um, like this is where humility is gonna go out the window for a minute because we had a moment before um before Vince went home and we had a moment and him and I was like, bro, we're really gonna get a Nobel Peace Prize when it's said and done. And that was our thing. That was our thing. <laughs> That's what we look at it because people we have we have the United States of America, we have twenty five percent of the world's incarcerated. 25 with only a population of 350 million. Right. So it is our job to do this. And we know we were, we're the chosen ones and we we're called upon to be the voice of such. Fuck yeah, man. Vincent, what is, what's, what's the word legacy mean to you? It means a lot, but legacy for me is like his son, my son, how do they grow up together? How are they able to like take what we've built 
and add on to it and continue to change people's lives. So, you know, for me, my like, I look at myself like Carnegie. You know what I mean? Like, like those types of cats, like Ford and you know all the all the dudes that set a foundation for generations to come after them. And it's a toast we do when we drink and we celebrate accomplishments, right? We say to doing it bigger and better than those that come before us and setting the tone and the precedent for those that come after. Amen. That's legacy. You guys, you guys are leaving, you guys, prime example, leaving this world a better place than you found it. Most definitely. And to know how, where, where you came from and where you are now, man. Amazing. I mean, you're, you're, making, you're making a change you're in, and you're changing yourselves and you're changing others. I'm going to ask both of you guys this question. Let's start with Vincent. What is the greatest piece of advice that you've ever received that you take action on daily? That means I'm giving Joe a minute to think about it. The greatest piece <laughs> of advice that I received that I act on daily be relentless. I'm relentless in every move that I make when it comes to knocking on doors and getting people to understand like where we coming from or to absorb like the perspective that we have. I'm relentless every single day. I can love it. I love it, man. Joe, what about you? I would have to say um, it, it's, it was something that came from a book that I read and I, I practice this daily and it's some advice that I would encourage everyone to have. It's a book. I don't know if you read it. It's um, from good to great by Jim Collins. The one on one man. And the, the hedgehog concept. Right. And basically, you know, what are you passionate about? What drives your economic engine? And what do you think you can do better than anyone in the world? And right now that's where we're at. And I encourage everyone to try to find that. I fucking love it. Vincent, what's your superpower, man? My superpower? Simple. I have the ability to see the potential in people that they don't even see in themselves. I put teams together. I'm like the Black Phil Jackson. <laughs> like Voltron, assemble that shit. Yeah. What about you, Joe? What's your power, well, man? I, I have an uncanny ability to come up with creative concepts at the drop of a hat. <laughs> I just don't know how. Like when I was, I used to bug, I used to bug Vincent when he came home because I was just so stoked about getting the company together. And he would be like, okay, man, don't call me. I'm going to give you two or 10 brands. Don't call me right. till you finish them. And I'm, I'm at him in two days. Love it. Joe, what scares you? Um, you know what scares me, actually? I don't know if it is. Um, Mice. I am scared. <laughs> I, am, I am really scared of being fearless, if that makes sense. Explain that. So um, just imagine that you will have no fear of running into a burning house with, with, with someone in there. Or when you see a wrong on the street, even though it's not your business, you always, you know what I'm saying? Sooner or later, I was, I'm afraid that that will like harm me. I get it. You know what I'm saying? That, that's what scares me. Yeah. I'm always doing that continuously. And I'm, I'm a prime example and witness <laughs> to that thing, right? Like, <laughs> Since he's, been home, he's only been home what four months yeah four and some change yeah four months so you just got home when i saw you i saw you what like two months like uh about yeah about two months ago carnegie hall was what yeah 
early September, so like yeah. three months ago. Yeah, yeah man. July. You saw it so first. He had hand. just came home before yeah. that. And we was at a, an event in LA and people were just running. And I'm like, we need to run away. He's like, no, we need to find the guy who's starting the shit so we can like. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm like, bro, like, all right, then I'm with you. But like, just know, like, my son is here. I got a whole person to live for. But, oh, man. But I'm a prime example of like, or a living testament to the fact that this man wants to solve the problems, right? And runs towards them. Love it. So I guess my my answer to the question was, I'm sorry, run run the question. What are you back. scared of? It's a few things, right? So one, I'm afraid of letting the people down. Mm -hmm. It's a big fear of mine because I've managed to like put all this stuff on my shoulders and. I do my best to represent the people in every deal that I go into with integrity. My next fear is like, again, it still boils down to the same thing. It's like letting my grandfather and my grandmother down. Nobody believes in me like they do. Regardless of anybody else sees like the integrity, my grandparents, my when my parents were on crack and left us to die, my grandparents adopted us and they said, "Yo, my grandmother used to say, "You have a voice that people are gonna gravitate to, and she used to make me stand up and read to her every Saturday while everybody was outside playing. I can't let that woman down. That's real, man. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Joe, what does the word authentic mean to you? Um, genuine, something that's never been done before. Um, the Torah, the Quran, <laughs> authentic. You know what I'm saying? That that's what it comes to mind when you say authentic. Keeping it real all the time. Then what about you, man? My thing is like whether you want to hear it or not. Like this is my truth, and I'm going to deliver it to you. You guys are real, man. Last question. I ask this to every guest that comes on the show, right? You guys, you guys have been there. You've been in the darkness and now you're in the light. What, what pulled you up? What got you to where you are now? What kept faith alive? Joe, what is your North star? Um, my 17 years. <laughs> except, um, um, my Zenith, I don't know where it is, but I am very humbled to be around the likes of a, a Vincent Bragg, hey. a Lamont Coley, Rich Sex Stand Up. Right. We ain't forgot about you, Let's Rich go. Sex. Call. These are different companies that we've started and the projects that, that we have and we're going to do, I'm just ecstatic about them, like letting the world hear my voice. We were here to go back when you said legacy. We did that. Right. We've done something that they haven't done since the beginning of time and it's our turn. That's real. I think my North Star would be men like this, women like like this who who didn't even realize like they had this potential that could be something valuable to the world. And as long as I could like expose that to, to everyone via 
whatever medium that may be keeps me moving forward even when shit gets dark yeah and listen everyone's got their everyone's got their shit man everyone's got their shit and i want this episode to be an inspiration right when when you think you got it bad listen man there's people out there who've got it a lot worse and they pull themselves up not only just pulled themselves up but they pulled themselves above and beyond and i right. think that's what's critical here joe vincent i can't thank you enough for your time I'm and your up. honesty and your honesty and your vulnerability and, and and that goes a long way where could folks connect with you where could they find out more so you can hit us up on concreates.com that's c-r-e-a-t-e-s.com or you can hit us up on social media which is c-r-e-a-t i'm sorry C-R-E-A-T. we'll link it up <laughs> Yeah. Right. Don't worry. With the Don't, number eight. We're going to link it up here. Don't worry about that. So clo- closing thoughts. And this is, think about the time when I, when I met you guys at the bar at Carnegie Hall. So I vividly recall, so we met in September. I vividly recall opening up the October 7th issue of Ad Age. We, I first off, slow down, because we actually met at South by Southwest. Right. I'm talking about when we, when we, re, when we met again. Right. We met again, right? So I vividly recall opening up that October 7th issue of Ad Age and I flipped to the back and I yelled from my bedroom upstairs to my wife downstairs. I'm like, you check this out. Check this out. You got to see this shit. And she came up. <laughs> I had the biggest smile on my face. And I said, Damn. I go, this is Vincent. I was pointing to him and I was like, we just hang out. And I was so fucking proud of you at that moment. <laughs> right. I was like, I was like, and I texted, remember I texted you right away. I'm like, look at this shit. And I don't think you knew that it was, oh, that no. it was on there. And n- listen, not that Ad Age is a holy grail, but it was a sign. Right. And it was a sign that you and I were meant to be connected, you too, Joe, and help other people. And this is exactly what we're doing here. And I talk a lot about second chances and, and mostly likely around giving second chances. But what someone does with that second chance is entirely up to them. And Vincent and Joe are golden examples of someone who, who knew that they were given the greatest gift in the world. Both of you guys were given second chances. And both of you have turned their, your lives around and not only creating a new type of empire, but empowering others to do the same as well. That goes back to talking about legacy, man. And I'm grateful to know both of you guys. And I look forward to working with both of you to help you create that future. And Vincent and Joe, I'm beyond proud of both of you. Thank you for being part of the podcast. Thank you for being part of my world. And listen, I'm always here for you guys. And let's break bread again when you guys are back in New York City. Let's get it. Let's get it, guys. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. And to everyone listening, thank you. Yeah, thank you for joining us on the podcast. This is the first episode of season two coming at you with a whole lot more amazing guests. And I'm happy to lead off with these two guys right here. Take care of each other. Remember, take your online, offline, connect, link, subscribe, share. Take care of each other and be kind to one another. Thank you. And then catch us next week for another episode of the podcast. Wisdom is forever. But for us, it's time to go. Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode, jam-packed with more incredible humans. For more info, please visit www.nhptalentgroup.com.